So Jason, how are you today? And this is an interesting 2021. Don't you think so? It is. It is, Kathy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so I'm. my name's Jason Teichner. I'm a certified holistic health practitioner, nutritionist, and hypnotherapist. And basically what I do is I help people heal naturally from all types of health conditions and been doing it 10 years. And yeah, it's been a very... It's been a very trying year, <laughs> for sure. Well, especially last year, 2020. Tell me about your year 2020, because I'm sure a lot of people were reaching out to you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are reaching out to me. Um, unfortunately, not as many as should have. And what I mean by that is that um, people listen to the media way too much. And um, the media definitely does not tell us the truth. Uh, about, um, you know, about about COVID and, and all that stuff. So uh, people are relying way too much on the government to help them with their health instead of taking responsibility for their own health. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's too bad because I know that I could, you know, I could help all these people that um, that are concerned and kind of set them straight on what what to be concerned about, what and what they don't have to be concerned about, and what they do. Um, just kind of give them simple tips on how to help themselves be the healthiest they can be. Mm -hmm. And Jason, you know, you've been doing this for 15 years, did you say, or 25 years? It's been about 18 years now that I've been doing this officially. Yeah. Wow. That's a long mm -hmm. time. And uh, I remember I met you two years ago and you were um, you were, were helping a health um, a health store and, and and guiding people to their, you know, health issues there as well. And uh, and then you came on my show when I did radio. Now I'm doing a podcast. And, and I remember you were coming out with a book called Get Thin for Life. And mm -hmm. that is now on Amazon. So yep. are you writing anything else to have, you know, about COVA or anything like that? Or have you thought about uh, it? Possibly in the future. Uh, right now, I'm just focusing a lot on, uh, you know, trying to help as many people as I possibly can. And, um, you know, a, a book is kind of another book is kind of at the back burner at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, it's more important to me to just kind of go out and, and try to help people. And I see 99% of my clients I see over Zoom because they're all over the country, uh, sometimes in other countries as well. Wow. And so I do. Yeah, I do sessions with them over Zoom video call. And, um, you know, if they happen to live in my local area, I'll, uh, you know, I'll do it here. But but mostly they're they're over Zoom, so that's kind of what I'm focusing on. It's just kind of getting as many clients as I can, helping as many people as I can. Um, just off the subject a little bit, and I'm sure you've been getting this. Tell me your thoughts about the COVA um, virus shot that everybody seems to run to get to. Yeah, the, the problem is, is nobody, and, and I mean, if you've already got one, you've already got one, but um, nobody should be getting the COVID vaccine. Um, it is, uh, it, it's, it's very, not just doesn't work, uh, but it's also very unsafe. What it does is it alters the DNA of your cells and basically turns you into a genetically modified organism. So we hear about the GMOs that you eat. And by the way, this is backed by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doctors 
and scientists that I've spoken to and seen talk. And um, these are the ones that are not paid by the government. <laughs> so um, they actually are telling the truth and risking their own careers, their own licenses for telling the truth about this vaccine and about COVID in general. But what it does is it turns you into a genetically modified organism. So we hear about eating GMOs and um, basically this vaccine is a GMO for your entire bloodstream, your entire organs, your entire cells, uh, cellular function. So what can what can happen with that is the body builds up antibodies to try to fight it off because it believes it's a foreign substance. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it can't. And so it's going to create a ton of inflammation, autoimmune conditions, and unfortunately, you know, there's there's going to be plenty of people that, that end up dying from this vaccine. And um, there already have been a lot of people, but that's a little bit different than than what's going to happen in the next several months to a couple of years um, of the body, you know, kind of getting into a into a spot that it doesn't know how to get out of with a foreign substance in the in their system. But the, the, the deaths that you've heard about so far are mostly allergic reactions, which can happen with, with a lot of things. But, um, you know, what I'm more talking about, and that's unfortunate, of course, but what mm -hmm. I'm talking about more is, you know, several months down the line when the body uh, is DNA structure is being altered by this uh, mRNA technology, um, which has never been proven to be safe. And um, so that's the problem with the vaccine. They don't use the um, the virus itself uh, because they have not. And this this is another thing we're being lied to about. Unfortunately, is is the um, they have never isolated the COVID nineteen virus. They've only isolated other coronaviruses in the coronavirus family. So what ha happens is is the tests that they do. They say they're COVID-19, but they're not COVID-19 tests. They're coronavirus tests, whether it's the rapid fire nose swab, um, whether it's the, the antibody test. It, it shows that you're positive for a coronavirus, one of possibly many coronaviruses. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and there, there are seven major coronaviruses. And then there's a, a, a many subsets of those coronaviruses. So nobody could have nobody could be confirmed to have ever had COVID-19 specifically nobody could be confirmed to ever die to COVID-19 specifically um they had a coronavirus and they died from a coronavirus and we don't know which one mm -hmm. so that you know it, there's a lot of misinformation out there and unfortunately people the media even doctors will interchangeably use COVID you know, interchangeably use the term COVID-19 with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. You see that a lot in the media. One day they say COVID, the next day they say corona and they're talking about the same thing. Um, but it's it's coronavirus as a whole. So, um, and you know, COVID-19 on its own is not very prevalent. It's, it's, it's pretty rare. Um, because if you match all of the coronaviruses, the chance that somebody actually has COVID-19 with the coronavirus, it's it's about 90% less than what they're telling us. Um, so if about 10% of the time someone's told they have COVID-19, they actually have COVID-19. And there's no really way, there's no real way to measure that because, again, 
COVID-19 has not been isolated. This is why the, the vaccine doesn't have it in it because it, has, it hasn't been isolated. It has the mRNA technology instead. So, you know, that's a little bit uh, about, um, you know, what, what's really happening compared to what we're told is happening. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I know there's um, with the shot, there's like now there's like four different types out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnson Johnson just came out um, mm-hmm. about two weeks ago, and uh, it's just one shot, and does it take yeah. care of you? And then the other two, you have to come back in 28 days mm-hmm. to get it. And some people get really sick after the second shot, and then some people don't. And then there's some who get sick with the first. I mean, it's just all messed up, and it's it, like. It is. And what's amazing to me is people expect to get, they go in to get the vaccine expecting to be sick for a few days, right? Right. They schedule their time around. I mean, how ridiculous is that? How brainwashed are we by the media to where they, we have people going in expecting to get sick? That, that's just, that's just completely mind, well, a lot about this, this uh, thing here is, is, is mind boggling to me, but that's really mind boggling to me. So, um, you know, so, so that's kind of what's going on. And, and yeah, like you said, uh, Kathy, there's, um, you know, four different companies now that have come out with it. Uh, Johnson and Johnson's the latest. Now I would say, I'm not saying get the vaccine, but I would say if you do get the vaccine, <laughs> get the Johnson and Johnson one, but because I, they use a different technology. Jason, than the others. Jason, yes. I heard that you can't pick. They won't allow you to pick which one to it take. Depends what, it depends what uh, county you're in, um, what state, what county. Uh-huh. Because every county is going to be a little bit different. It's based on supply. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, a lot of counties, you can choose which one. It's just if you choose the one that is not available, you have to kind of wait for that one. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yeah, it, 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 that all depends on uh, usually the county you're in, on how many they're getting in. Because most of these vaccines are coming through the county health department, whatever county you're in. Mm-hmm. It's that county's health department. So you'd have to find out what the, from the county that you're in what they're kind of what they're doing in that particular county. But yeah, but Johnson and Johnson uses a different technology. They don't use the mRNA, so it's a little bit, <laughs> if you could say, a little bit safer. Um, but again, I mean, none of these vaccines have ever been proven to be effective either, let alone you know not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they take very small amounts. They're really tricky with the numbers when they say, oh, this vaccine is 90% effective. Um, no, it's not 90% effective. Number one, they haven't tracked the people that long. Uh, number two, they'll do it with a very small amount of test subjects, which isn't even um, scientifically in, in medicine journals. Um, you know, you have to have a certain number of people that test and you have to you have to, to uh, follow them mm-hmm. for a certain number of years before you can make those claims. So we're being we're being misled on how, even how effective it is because, you know, they could still get it or what they think is it, you know, six months later, a year later after they stop tracking them. And, you know, then then the numbers you know, will, will change. Mm-hmm. So um, the numbers are not accurate either. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering how they get these numbers, you know, 95% safe, 
compared to Johnson Johnson, 75%. They go, how do they know that? And I heard another one just barely hit, you know, the United States are coming from overseas. Forgive me. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of it, but I just heard about it um, yesterday and I didn't get yeah, a chance to write so, it down. Are you talking about vaccines or are you talking about COVID variants? Vaccines. Vaccines. Yeah, yeah. So there, obviously, there's companies. All these companies are trying to cash in. They're, all, you know, multi-trillion-dollar pharmaceutical companies. They're all just trying to cash in. That's that's the only thing they care about. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and as far as I just kind of want to mention too, as far as when they say they they use also the term interchangeably, the strain with variant, mm -hmm. and they're completely different. It is not possible for the, an additional strain of COVID to be out. Not possible. Okay. Uh, sci scientifically impossible. But there is variance. That, so that's a different term, variance. Mm -hmm. Variance of the same virus that can possibly happen. But who knows if they're telling the truth about that either. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I notice a lot, of, a lot of media uses the term strain interchangeably with variant, and they're completely different. There is not another strain of COVID. There's other variants of COVID, mm -hmm. uh, completely different. Same virus, just a different variant. Um, and then with the, uh, yeah, with the vaccines, I mean, I'm sure that more companies are going to try to come out with, with, uh, with vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to see probably 10 more, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I worry about, you know, the older generation, you know, they were all lined up ahead of, out of everybody else to get the, the shot. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, um, let's get back to something else I want to talk to you about, you know, um, helping people transform their bodies and minds and, and also their, their, you know, their health, which is, you know, mm -hmm. body and mind is their health. And uh, you gave me some questions that you wanted me to ask you, and I'm very honored to do that. And, uh, Especially, you know, how did we get into the natural healing industry, you know, or how did you get into the natural healing industry? How did you get into this, Jason? Yeah, so I, um, about 20 years ago, I had, I guess, let's see, this is 2021 now. So the beginning, so about uh, a little over 20, about 20 and a half years ago at this point, I was uh, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma um, for the people that don't know it's a type of cancer. I and I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't know enough at the time about natural healing to heal myself naturally. So I went through traditional treatment, uh, chemotherapy, radiation, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and then, of course, I was I was cured with that. But what I wasn't expecting is all the side effects that came as a result of the traditional treatment that came on radiation. So I started noticing, I'd say about a year after the treatment ended, I started noticing um, really extreme symptoms, you know, just extreme fatigue, mm -hmm. uh, couldn't take two bites of food without getting sick or feeling like I was going to pass out. And I said, what is going on here? And, and it just, it wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. And um, it messed with all my organs. It messed with my, you know, my blood sugar levels and my blood pressure and all everything. So, so what I did was, is I kind of went out doctor after doctor. I said, what's going on? And of course, they'll do a, a regular blood test, a CBC and a chemistry panel. 
and then it won't show anything. And they say, oh, you're fine. It's all in your head. So, but obviously there was something going on. So finally, and I don't remember who it was, but finally I came across this one doctor who said, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like your cells are still toxic from the treatment. Mm -hmm. And he said, some people notice that if their cells are very sensitive and the DNA doesn't repair. Mm -hmm. But he also said, and eh, it'll take, sometimes it takes a few years to repair itself. Sometimes oh. it takes a few years for the cells to detoxify themselves. And I said, you know what? Thank you for the information, but I'm not waiting another few years. So what I did was now armed with the knowledge of what was really going on is I just started doing a bunch of research on how to repair DNA, how to detoxify the cells. So finally, I figured out how to do it with all the research I did, and I did it, and uh, I'd say about six months later, I was perfectly fine again. After using the, the right foods, staying away from the right foods, taking the right supplements, doing the right detox methods, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I was fine. So then I said, you know what? Let me figure out the cause of all illness, no matter what a person has. Let me figure out the cause so that I can help myself if I get it, or I can help other people. Mm -hmm. So basically, that kind of sent me on a journey to, um, to figure out the cause of illness. And so what I finally figured out, um, which was confirmed by several other, you know, several other uh, researchers, was that um, toxicity... Mm -hmm. causes inflammation and, and acidity in the body, and that causes illness. So first we get toxic, mm -hmm. and then we get, and then it, that creates inflammation, and it creates acidity. And though that is the cause of all illness, unless it's something you were born with. So then right. I said, you know what? No matter what a person has, no matter what they've been diagnosed with, it makes no difference because I understand the cause, and I can help them heal at the cause level. Mm -hmm. And um, and, and of course, we have all different types of toxins, right? We have environmental toxins, we have food toxins, uh, we have, um, you know, we have toxins in the water, we have uh, electromagnetic frequency toxins or EMFs that come from your computer and the new 5G towers are putting up and all in your phone and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have heavy metal toxins, um, we have invader toxins such as viruses, bacteria, fungi. Uh, parasites, mold, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So we de so what we do is we detoxify the cells. Mm -hmm. uh, we take care of the inflammation. We take care of the acidity. And then the illness, whatever that is, goes away. Mm -hmm. And there's variations of that depending on what a person has. Of course, it's not the same exact protocol for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I make it very individualized, customized for the person that I'm helping. So... In a nutshell, that's what I do. And then, of course, I became along the line. I went to school and became certified in nutrition and holistic health and hypnotherapy because I wanted to handle the mental part as well, which is what hypnotherapy does. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's pretty much in a nutshell how I got into uh, how I got into natural healing. And I, I, you know, I hate to see people sick for no reason. I hate to see people go to doctors after doctor and the doctors tell them either there's nothing wrong with them or they'll diagnose them with something and they'll put them on some medication that doesn't heal, heal them and causes all kinds of side effects it just sometimes it just helps them manage the symptoms and i don't know about most people listening out there but that's not good enough for me i want to be able to 
uh, help somebody heal. People want to be able to actually heal themselves mm -hmm. from whatever they have. So mm -hmm. that's um, so that, that's that's where I come in. Okay. Well, how long have you been helping people? So officially about 18 years, as I mentioned, unofficially right. a lot longer than that. Yes, um, just kind of what I knew, what I kind of gathered growing up from my father, always having been into health and supplements and right foods and all that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot from him. And then I started helping people basically from that. But I wasn't, of course, wasn't charging people at that point because I wasn't certified, didn't know enough. And then after, you know, I had cancer, then I figured it all out. And of course, that's when I started doing it officially and charging and helping people that way. So, um, but yeah, I can remember from a young age, I, I was uh, watching my father and asking him why he was eating certain foods and taking certain supplements. And so that kind of got me on the, started on the path. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I remember, you remember when, um, oh, what's it called? Where you buy your water and it was so pure. Uh, what's it called? Oh, they take everything out of the water, and uh, and it was just so good. There was a water place here in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, um, the the original owner moved away, but nobody ever picked it up. But I remember I ran into somebody, and uh, he was like seventy two years old. He was a biker. Hold on. I could have sworn he was younger than 72. And he goes, no, I drink this water. Alkaline. Yeah, it was like an alkaline water. Yeah. So Remember that? Yeah. It was really big in the 90s. And it's like, he looks hot. I mean, I'm like, dang. You, I mean, you can tell he was older, but not that old. You know, his skin right. and everything. Look, because your skin needs a lot of water. But he looked really, really good. And I thought, wow. And so I thought, buying and buying too. And you feel so much better. I remember that. I cooked with uh, it. Yeah. I, you know, um, dragged it every day and had some of it every day and and uh, put it on my juices and, and everything. Yeah. And it was such a difference. It has a little twig of a taste, especially if you buy, because the alkaline, they had it in um, um, Diet Coke and stuff. And I gave a little different taste to it. But it was still good for you, you know, it was good. And um, mm -hmm. your opinion on it, on alkaline water? Yeah, it is. So there's two different, there's two, two different ways to create alkalinity in water. One right. is to just throw minerals in there, right? Uh -huh. And so that's what all the bottled water companies will do. They'll just throw minerals in there, the right minerals, the, you know, the alkalizing minerals such as calcium, magnesium, potassium. Yeah. And, um, and it'll, it'll make it alkaline. It'll raise the pH in other words, mm -hmm. but that's not doing you much good because um, once it goes through your stomach, the acid in your stomach will turn it acidic again. So oh. at least neutralize it. So what you want to do is the other way to make water alkaline, which is with a with is with the water ionizer. So um, so it's called a water ionizer, and the way that it alkalizes is it actually shrinks the molecular structure of the water mm -hmm. and adds more hydrogen atoms into the water. So that it creates alkalinity. It also creates more oxygen and hydrogen in the body when you drink it. Mm -hmm. So not only does your pH go up, your oxygen levels in the body go up. 
um, which is the key, one of the major keys to anti-aging and uh, fighting off disease is, is having more oxygen in the body. And, and the, the, the molecular structure of the water, the molecules of the water in a water ionizer are shrunk by one-sixth or six times as small as a regular water molecule. Mm-hmm. So what that means is the water gets right into your cell. It, it bypasses the digestive system, so the stomach acid doesn't affect it at all. Mm-hmm. Because the molecules are small enough to do that, and then they just go right in. The water just goes right into the cells, and you become six times more hydrated than you normally would with regular water. And that obviously has a ton of benefits and makes you feel better. It gives you more energy and helps you ward off illness. And um, and it's great for as an antioxidant, anti-ager. We measure the um, the antioxidant levels by the what's called the negative ORP or oxygen reduction potential. And so the the more negative, the higher the negative number on the ORP is, the oxygen reduction potential, then the um the more of an antioxidant effect is because it is it is de deoxidizing. So mm-hmm. we hear that you know, it's bad to eat foods that oxidize you because those age you faster. Mm-hmm. So this deoxidizes you mm-hmm. um, by um, creating more antioxidants uh, mm-hmm. in your or having a more antioxidant effect in the body. So always a good idea to get a water ionizer. Make sure it's got one that um, where the hydrogen is um, at least uh, one part per million mm-hmm. because that will really, really help. Um, the one that I really like, and by the way, I don't get paid at all for this. I don't even know anybody in the company, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, Tyent, T-Y-E-N-T, they have a brand new one that just came out called the ACE 13, A-C-E mm-hmm. 13. And the 13 means it has 13 um, titanium plates, uh, oh, which are coated in platinum. I heard about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, completely safe and um, completely healthy and it has a hydrogen um hydrogen level produces a hydrogen level of 1.2 parts per million ppm and it's the highest one i know of on the market um yeah it's expensive but it's worth it and it creates about a i believe it's 1100 negative 1150 um orp which is also the highest on the market so it's a really really good one okay well hang in there Jason, we're going to go into a commercial break. Okay. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. 
We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. I'm Esther, co-founder of Head & Home Horse Rescue and Equine Therapy. We have a program called the Cavalry Club, where if you join, some of the benefits are you'll get to ride horses at a fraction of the cost. You'll also get awesome discounts on riding lessons and more. Cavalry Club membership is $75 per month per person. With the membership, you get a one-hour, 30-minute riding session every week unlimited supervised visits to the facility, discounted membership for family members who ride at the same time, discounted riding lessons, discounts for birthday parties or other events, and discounted tickets to Head & Home events. Come check us out on our website, headandhome.org, where you can see photos of our horses. Come visit us to see them live. You can reach us at 801 254-1687. Thank you so much for staying with me here. And I'm sitting here with Jason T, Natural Healing. Jason, how are you? We're doing a great show. You know, we were ta just talking about um, the water that we drink, you know, every day and, mm -hmm. and the alkaline water and, and everything. And, uh, so what do you think about the um, the water that's in our, our faucet that we, you know, should we yeah, use? I'm, glad, I'm should... glad you asked that because that was kind of the next place I was going with this. Um, yeah, just as important, of course, as the, uh, the type of water that you drink is how you filter it. So mm -hmm. I would never recommend anybody drink straight tap water, um, straight water out of the tap. Um, that is never a good idea because first of all it starts with having a bunch of uh, microorganisms that we don't want in our body but but what do they use to kill the microorganisms you know this kathy i think right yes what do, you, what do they use to, to kill the microorganisms mm -hmm. they use chlorine Ooh, yeah. so this is why you smell chlorine um whenever you take a shower whenever you drink your water if you if you just go in and smell your water unless you're just so used to it that you don't smell it anymore 
but um, they use chlorine, and who wants to put chlorine in their body? So at the very least, um, you need to get a just a basic filter. Um, the one that I usually recommend is, um, is if you don't want to spend too much money, is Pure, uh, P-U-R. Uh, you see it in kind of all the stores and stuff. And get the one that goes under the sink if you can, um, you know, not, not just the, the pitch or anything. The one that goes under the sink uh, and attaches right to your faucet is, is going to be the, um, you know, the best one. If you can't get that one, then just get the one that goes on the counter. You attach to the faucet and it goes to the counter. And um, I believe that's one of the best ones for the money. Um, and so that would be that would be the one to get. Now, if you have the other type of filtration you need all depends on where you live. Okay. So some places you live are going to have a higher uh, heavy metal count in the water, like such as lead and mercury. Things like that. Some are going to have a higher level of arsenic in the water. Some are going to have a high level of fluoride in the water. So what you want to do is you want to go to your um, the website for your uh, county water facility where your water comes from, and it'll show you the last test they did on the water in your area in your county. Uh, it'll show all of the all of the things that they tested and what levels they're at. So that way you kind of know what type of filter to get for your water in addition to just a basic water filter like a Pure or Brita. I don't like, I don't think it's quite as good as Pure, but um, besides the basic water filter that just basically filters out the microorganisms and the, um, and the chlorine, but it doesn't take care of the heavy metals and the fluoride and things like that. Technically they consider fluoride one of the heavy metals, um, but it, it may reduce it just a tiny bit because what they use is a carbon filter and the carbon filter um, is mainly for microorganisms and um, chlorine, but it doesn't do too much for the heavy metals. So you, if you're in an area that has a high heavy metal count, um, you've got to also get a, you know, one that, that takes care of the heavy metals as, mm -hmm. as well. Wow. I remember the olden days where um, I was a young girl. We lived in Ohio, and I don't remember where in Ohio, but it was in Ohio. My mother would get gallons of uh, um, spring water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was so yummy and good. Yeah. <laughs> it was, spring she water would... is, yeah, spring water is good. It has the natural minerals. So, oh, by the way, um, there's, a pro, there's, pro, there's a pro, and then there's an even bigger con to, to doing this to distill water so mm -hmm. a lot of people think well distilled if you distill it it's going to get rid of all the impurities that is true the problem is it also gets rid of the good minerals so it makes the water acidic and remember what we said about acidity compared to alkalinity you want your ph of your water you know to be high at least neutral which is 7.0 so if you distill water, it's going to be less than 7.0 because it gets rid of the good minerals. So it's basically dead water. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a six usually with distilled water. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't want to distill your water because you're going to make your body acidic. And as we know, um, low pH, too much acidity in the body create, can create all kinds of uh, illnesses. Wow. What do you think of bottled water? So for the most part, bottled water is not good <laughs> because um, bottled water is not 
really regulated. Um, some of them join the International Bottled Water um, Regulation Company, which is which is better. But you also want to make sure. So you want to make sure it has that certification if you ever buy bottled water. Uh, the other thing you want to make sure is that the plastic bottle is BPA free. Um, we all know that. And how do you we know, know most that? Part, how do we know that? It'll say right on there. It'll say BPA free on the bottle if it's BPA free. So. BPA, and there's other chemicals too, by the way, that can leach into the water. Um, but BPA is, is the main one, and, it, and uh, BPA will create all kinds of problems in the body. It messes with your hormones first and foremost. So a lot of people that get est estrogenetic-based diseases, such as um, you know breast cancer or prostate cancer for a male, it's because they have too much free-flowing estrogen. There's good estrogen and bad estrogen. So the free-flowing estrogen is the bad estrogen, and that's what creates all those problems. And that a lot of that can come from BPA, so which is in you know most bottled waters. Mm -hmm. So make sure that the plastic is, is is the hard plastic, not the soft plastic. You shouldn't be able to squeeze the the bottle with the water in it. Mm -hmm. um, and Make sure that it's BPA free and make sure it's recognized by the uh, International Bottled Water Association or such. There's a few other, um, you know, there's a few other organizations that certify bottled water as well that I can't remember off the top of my head. But make sure it's certified by one of those because otherwise you could just be drinking glorified tap water. Oh, what about those um, containers that you buy that cleans the water for your food storage? You know, you put this in your water and clean the water. I'm like, hmm, what? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really trust those too much. Um, and again, you're only cleaning some stuff. You're not cleaning all of it. Uh -huh. And even the stuff that it is cleaning, it's not going to clean 100%. Right. So, um, yeah, I kind of have to look at each one of those individually to tell you which, if there's any that I think are really good. But overall, I, you know, I would say just filter, just filter your water. And then also too, um, what about storing you know water? I was always told you can fill up bottled water and put vinegar in it. And it's supposed to keep the water, <laughs> you know, clean or whatever. I doubt that. Really? <laughs> no, no, I doubt that. I mean, there's a good reason to drink raw apple cider vinegar. That's a whole other story. Um, but that's healthy in a lot of ways. But oh, I also want to mention real quickly. Okay. Um, reverse osmosis is very similar to distillation. So don't do reverse osmosis either because as far as filtering, because again, same pro and con with distilling. It, it takes care of all the, the, all the impurities, but it also removes all the good minerals as well. Um, yeah, as far as vinegar, I, you know, I, I haven't heard that. Um, I mean, you should be drinking your, your water quickly anyway. And if it's developing bacteria, which which vinegar will take care of bacteria, but if it's developing bacteria, you've had it stored too long anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, once it's been open, but um, but I'm, as far as raw apple cider vinegar, drinking that and, and for digestive problems, that's a whole other story. But that's that actually is very helpful for a lot of digestive issues. But what about people who store water? I've you know I've been to homes where they got this huge gallon in their you know, side of their house and it's staple to the mm -hmm. house. And I thought, well, is that safe? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I haven't seen anybody staple their water in the house. But, yeah. No, no, no. They have it in a container. They wrap it. You know how you do your, your uh, hot water tank? Yeah. And then gotcha. you have it. And I'm like, so nobody will steal our water. 
I'm like, okay. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, let me put it this way. Um, the longer you keep water in a plastic container, the more chemicals from the plastic will leach into your water, oh. especially when it gets hot. You know, that speeds up that process. Uh -huh. So I would never recommend storing water uh, in, a, in a plastic container. Um, glass, glass is fine. But um, but not plastic. Even if it's BPA free, there's other chemicals that leach in there. So um, BPA free obviously is better. But there's other chemicals that leach in there as well. So if you're going to store water, make sure it's in a glass uh, glass container, not yeah. a plastic. Yeah, container. but how can you keep the glass if there's an earthquake or something like that and it breaks and shatters well, your it's, glass? If it's taped to the to the, the house, it won't break. <laughs> I had to say that because I literally, I'm not kidding you, I've been to some people's houses and I saw this big, huge blue container. Oh, that's our water and it's stapled <laughs> the house. So nobody can take it and steal it. Okay, what about the water that's in your, um, you know, because if, if there is a disaster, you know, mm -hmm. or earthquake or something, but your hot water tank, what about that? Is that safe to drink? If you no. need need that, no, no. I mean, if you're if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna die of thirst, of course, just drink it. But but no, what what's used to heat the water is not um not good, and it activates the chemicals that are already in there. Mm -hmm. It activates the chlorine even more. So it's not that the chemicals increase with with the hot water drinking from a hot water uh, heater, but it's the the chemicals penetrate into your cells more when the water's hot so that's why you don't want to drink hot water so that basically if you drink cold water with chlorine your body's going to absorb say 50 percent of it right mm -hmm. if you drink hot water with that same water that's hot with chlorine uh your body's going to absorb you know say 75 percent of it so it, it activates the chemicals that are already in there um, to absorb more into your cells when the water's heated. Mm -hmm. What about, um, what's that water that you have at the restaurants and it's fizzy, fizzy mineral oh. water, mineral water. Is that good for you? Well, mineral water is good um, because it adds good minerals, but the problem is, 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 um, it's bubbling. When something's bubbling, whether it's water, whether it's soda, whatever it is, it, that's, carbon dioxide right so um, what's what's the ox the opposite of oxygen carbon dioxide so right. carbon dioxide strips your body of oxygen this is why anything that has bubbles is not good for you especially soda don't even get me started on soda how bad that is for you but we all know that but uh -huh. um many people drink it anyway but yeah, anything that has bubbles, that's those bubbles are carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. So um, carbon dioxide strips your body of oxygen, so it's going to age you faster. It's going to age your cells yeah. faster. Not to mention, it's going to make you even thirstier because it's pulling oxygen from your body. So you're going to have to drink more of it to quench your thirst. Then, you know, a half hour later, you're thirsty again. You have to drink more and so forth. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mineral water, obviously, that's carbonated is a lot healthier than soda. But the mineral water that's maybe from a spring, directly from a spring, that's like a little bit naturally carbonated from the minerals, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when they add carbonation to it. So if yeah. you're going to drink something that's lightly naturally carbonated, 
just make sure it's carbonated from the spring or from the soil. Let's say it's wine or something like that. That's a little bit carbonated from, from the soil, from the ground it came through. Then that's okay, but um, not anything that they've add carbon, added carbonation to. I know a lot of people who love mineral water. They think, mm -hmm. oh, it's so healthy. Eesh, it's like drinking it, it kind of is yeah it, it kind of is but you know but again it's gonna have some carbon dioxide and it's and it's the minerals that make it you know alkaline um you know not the not a natural process of having more oxygen so that's that's the difference and then as i mentioned before your your stomach acid um will turn it you know neutral anyway um unless it you know has something that shrinks the molecular structure of the water and where it penetrates the the digestive system where the stomach acid doesn't affect it. And that's when I was talking about the water ionizers. What about before. boiling your water and then and then make it cold? Well, boiling will, boiling will get rid of um, microorganisms. Obviously, it's not going to get rid of chlorine or any chemicals or heavy metals or anything like that. But a few, a few minerals of the heavy metals may seep out of the water in the steam. But, um, you know, but it, but the point of boiling water is to get rid of any, you know, bacteria in there or any fungus or any, you know, parasites or anything like that, any mm -hmm. kind of micro microorganisms. But the, the but that's what the tap water does um, with the chlorine. The chlorine kills those things anyway. I mean, unless you're having a, a major outbreak of some something in the water, um, some weird thing in the water that's, um, you know, which happens sometimes in certain cities. You see all of a sudden oh, there's a huge outbreak of Ebola in this water or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Then um, chlorine alone is not going to kill it. So then you would, you probably wouldn't want to drink it. But if you had to, that's when you would, that's when boiling your water would be, um, you know, would, would be necessary. Um, but that, we don't have too many outbreaks like that. But certain cities, sometimes you'll hear on the news that they're having, you know, somehow some microorganism of some kind got into the water and that's when you would boil it. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know how you travel from country mm -hmm. to country, and and you you just was told not to drink their water, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, that's and just use bottled water. Even when you brush your teeth, use bottled right. water so it keeps you safe. Yes, yes. So certain countries it has um, yeah different microorganisms that we're not used to, so mm -hmm. they're going to make it. They're going to make us sick. Uh, and um, things like, you know, protozoa, uh, things like that are, are, are common in a lot of countries, amoeba, um, things like that. What so, about um, eating their food? Because don't they cook things in their yeah. water in their food? And you're like, you, oh. yeah, you got to be really careful. If you're in a country that, you know, where you're, you're not used to what's in their water, you're going to get sick even from eating food that's made with their water, absolutely. Ooh. So you you have to be very careful um, and you have to ask those those questions. I'll bring my granola bar. There you go. Yeah, that'll last you all day. <laughs> pack my suitcase with granola bars. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know, because I'm so sorry, you know. But anyway, um, make the long story short. But what about coffee? Everybody's drinking coffee these days. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah, find I mean, that to be because um, they steam it? And all that, do you mm -hmm. think that's cleaning the water or anything like that? Well, you want to you want to get you want to filter you, you know you want to filter um, 
to make your coffee. You want to filter the water, obviously. Uh -huh. uh, if you go to a coffee place, you want to make sure that they're, they, you know, they filter the water before they make the coffee. And, um, and it tastes better anyway. You don't, you know, taste the chlorine mixed in there with it. Um, but as far as coffee, I drink organic coffee mm -hmm. um, because coffee, uh, coffee beans or coffee cherries before they become coffee beans mm -hmm. um, are one of the most pesticide laden crop there is. They spray more pesticides on coffee cherries than any than just about anything. And that's because if they didn't do that, it would the coffee cherries would get mold on mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and then they'd have to throw them all away. So. With organic coffee, the way they're able to do it without spraying it with pesticides is they do it in very small batches, which is why there's, it's so much more expensive to get organic coffee. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I only recommend to people drinking organic coffee because otherwise you're going to get chemicals. Yeah, I have heard coffee roasters tell me, well, you know, yeah, they spray the cherries with chemicals, but once, you know, once the separation happens of the cherry from the bean and then you get the bean, very few of those uh, pesticides seep from the cherry into the bean. And that may be true. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, but I would still do, uh, I'd still do organic coffee. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so at home, when you make your coffee, should you use the pure water that you have in your home to make the coffee? Because it probably tastes mm -hmm. a lot better. Yeah, always use filtered water. Definitely. Okay. And then, yeah. you know, what if somebody's really, you know, they boil the water and then they put it in one of those purified um, containers that you, we were talking about earlier, the uh, pure, not the Brit, but the pure. Would that help mm -hmm. clean the water a little bit more too? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you, you know, like I said, um, a good inexpensive filter to buy would be the pure yeah. And the one that attaches the faucet, not just the pitcher. The pitcher, the filter's not as good as the one that actually. Well, I would take to take it back, Jason, but I got the pitcher, but I changed my filter a lot. And I yeah. and I notice a big difference. If I go too long, I get market. Okay, I'm I do it a little bit sooner to get yeah. a new filter because you know I'm very cautious about that. Yeah, for one person, and, and, and again, it's not the filter. That's the issue. It's the uh, unless you like you said, unless you don't change it often enough. One person, if you're one person drinking um, water and you drink a lot of water, you change the filter about once every two months. That's, right. that's how you want to do it. Right. But um, if you, uh, but the quality of the filter and the amount it the amount of things that it filters, the amount of um, issues that it filters, chemicals, all that kind of stuff, uh, is it's just the one that attaches to the faucet. Is just a little bit higher quality filter, mm -hmm. but the picture's good, you know. Um, you know, the, 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 the picture is obviously a lot better than nothing, and it does remove the chlorine, so you won't, you shouldn't smell chlorine at all. Mm -hmm. Um, after the water's been filtered with either either a Brita or a pure um, water filter, okay. So, what do you think about because you know, we shower every day and bathe. What about water softeners? Do you are they okay or? I wouldn't do a water softener unless it's a natural water softener. In other words, they use like something like sodium or citric acid um, or magnesium or potassium, um, something like that. Mm -hmm. But the, what's more important is a shower filter, right? Because we don't want that chlorine going into our skin through our pores, which is what it does when you shower. 
So your body definitely absorbs a lot of that chlorine as well, which is why we get dry skin um, and other problems with, you know, chlorine, uh, you know, eczema, psoriasis, skin conditions like that. Mm -hmm. So especially for people that are sensitive to it or have, you know, a, a poor functioning liver. Mm -hmm. So because uh, liver is attached to the skin. But the, mo the most important thing is to get a shower filter. Yeah, a shower filter is very important because that's going to filter out the chlorine. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need a water softener because, um, you know, it's, it's calcium carbonate that actually hardens the water. Uh, and a lot of, uh, places, a lot of cities, counties will use, um, calcium carbonate to harden the water because it makes the water more alkaline. It raises the pH. So then you have a false sense of security that you're drinking higher pH water because all they did was add calcium carbonate to it. Um, but you know, so water softener gets rid of the, um, you know, the, the, or breaks down, I should say, you know, the calcium carbonate. But, but again, more important is to filter the water with a, a shower filter. Okay. I have another funky question to ask. What about bathing? Is it good to bathe every single day? You know, especially Utah. Utah is very high. It's dry. It's, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's so dry, especially like right now, the wintertime. And because uh, there's no, the humidity is very low. Um, mm -hmm. Should you bathe all the time, like every single day, or should you just do it every other well, day? Yeah, well, there's, there's pros and cons, and it, it all depends on how clean your water is, right? Right, so okay. So if you, if you filter your water, then sure, you can bathe every day because your skin's not going to dry out. Okay. If you filter your water. Okay. Um, but if you, because you're getting rid of the chlorine, right, with the, right. With the shower filter or, or, you know, when you put it in the bathtub, it's a bath filter, I guess. But um, but if your water is, you know, if, if your water has a lot of chlorine, then you're going to have skin issues when you bathe every day, right? But, right. But, of course, the, the, the pro to bathing every day is you stay clean. Um, so it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword in a way. Uh, unless you have a filter and you're filtering the water, then you can, then it's all good. You know, it's all pros to, to bathe every day. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh my gosh, the health industry is just, everything's just, just changing the coronavirus to, oh my gosh. So you're saying, let's go back to the coronavirus. So you're saying there's seven types of the virus out there. Well, Seven major coronaviruses, yes, and then there's a bunch of subtypes. So somebody can say, oh, I got the coronavirus, but they, well, depends what level, right? Depends where they're at. Yeah, we don't know if it's COVID, we don't know if it's another coronavirus, you know, like MERS or a different type of SARS. Technically, they're calling COVID a type of SARS, SARS-2, but um, I'm not even sure that's accurate, but that's what they're saying. <laughs> but um, another type of SARS, or it could be MERS, you know, there, there's different, yeah, different types of The cold, the cold is a the common cold is a type of coronavirus. So, um, yeah, you, you can have, um, you can have anything. And I just want to say, too, for these people that, and it's, and this is going to be kind of a double-edged sword because there's, there's a lot of areas where there's mandates or whatever, but masks do not protect against viruses. <laughs> so <laughs> that is that. a scam. Uh, to wear a mask to protect against the virus. The reason is, if you look under a microscope, um, if, you know, if you don't believe me, all you have to do is get a microscope. You look under a microscope, 
and you see the particle size of a virus, right? And mm -hmm. then you see the particle size of the holes in your mask that allow you to still breathe, not very well, right? But mm -hmm. still breathe. And plus, not to mention you're breathing in your own, you know, your own carbon dioxide over and over again, which is horrible, can cause lightheadedness, headaches, all kinds of stuff. Plus, you're building bacteria, breathing in your mask all the time. But in any event, um, if you look at the particle size of a virus compared to the particle size of the holes in the mass, and of course the masks aren't even sealed, which is why when they go to try to, to contain an outbreak, you always see uh, professionals wearing a hazmat suit because they know a mask is not going to help them. Mm -hmm. So um, so basically the, the, the virus, the particle size of the virus, you'll see is way smaller than the holes in the mask, right? right? So the virus will penetrate right through the mask and right through the hole in the mask. And um, this is originally what, um, you know, all scientists have said, and then they changed their tune because the media is telling you, the government was telling you, oh, wear your mask, wear your mask. If you even remember um, our uh, our friend, I say that in quotes, um, who, and, and most people know who I'm talking about here, I'm not gonna mention his name, but who originally said that um, that masks don't work, and then all of a sudden he changes to it and says, no, we're a mask, now we're a double mask, now we're a triple mask, right? So before he was being basically paid the lie, he, um, you know, he, he gave his honest medical medical opinion, right? Mm -hmm. That masks don't work against viruses. He said, if you want to wear a mask, to feel better, go ahead, but they're not going to do much good. They may, they may protect one droplet. These were exact words. Maybe protect one droplet from getting it through. But what happens to the other, you know, million droplets, right? Of course, uh -huh. they all go through. Right. So now he's saying all of a sudden, no, yeah, wear masks. But see, the reason that doctors wear masks in, um, you know, surgery and all that is bacteria, not virus. Bacteria to protect against bacterial infections um, passed on. So they do help with bacteria because the particle sizes of bacteria are much larger than the particle sizes of virus. But a virus penetrates right through the mask. So if this, you know, corona thing, I'll just call it, was as bad as they said it was, it, it is, then have pretty much everybody would be dead. I mean, it's <laughs> there's 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 no, there's no way around that. You know, you can't have it both ways and say, oh, let's open up a little bit, but you know, not you know, if it was that bad, you couldn't go anywhere, open up anything. But obviously, if it, it's not as bad as they say, because they're opening stuff up and everything, everybody's fine and all the stuff. So, um, you know, that's that's the thing. Uh, either you got to close everything down if it's that bad. And if, you know, and if, and if mass works and it, it worked and if Corona was as bad as they said, where are the, you know, where are the biohazard bins to throw your masks away? Yeah. Yeah. There's a <laughs> shield you could just put over your face and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You don't need that yeah. full freaking mask. And, and they get, they get used over and over and over. Ooh, can you imagine all yeah, these exactly. bacteria? Ooh. Exactly. I know exactly. I went into a place to get, Where's your mask? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to die. That's why, that's why I moved uh, somewhere. I won't say where, but that's why I just moved somewhere where there's no mask mandate and there's, um, you know, people are pretty free here and they are, um, if you see me as an individual, fine, I'll let you know where it is. But um, there's, um, but basically, yeah, it's, it, you still have your paranoid people here or whatever where I am, but for the most part, people are here in the know. 
And most stores and restaurants don't have any signs at all telling you to wear masks. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate to meet some like-minded people and the health community here and, and everything else. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, depends where you, depends where you go. Um, I know that, I know that Texas as of, um, March 10th, a mm-hmm. week from today, uh-huh. uh, is opening everything at a hundred percent and the ma- and the mass mandates are completely gone in the entire state. Of wow. Texas. Yay, yeah, starting Texas. on the 10th. Yes. And Mississippi, same thing with Mississippi. That was the other state that just did that, that just passed that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Utah, who, Utah's almost there. The governor just said, you know, pretty soon we're not going to have to wear a mask. Yeah, he's pushing that thing right away. Yeah. That's good. The only thing I'm concerned about is you can't really trust government and you can't really trust the media so tomorrow they could change their mind and say oh they can give people hope and then they could say oh we're shutting everything down again <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen because i know i think it's survive. i think it's more of a control thing it's controlling it the government the people the government is. is controlling the people they're it scared is. it's like with ammo you know, i don't get me started on that but you know <laughs> they try to take that away and we need to protect ourselves you know, what am I going to do if someone breaks in? Beating with a baseball bat? I guess I guess yeah. I guess that's Absolutely. what I can. Might as well have a baseball well, bat everywhere. People wonder it's, why. It's mind-boggling to see how many people are willing to have their constitutional rights removed um, just right. because they think that there's something bad that they can catch. And um, even if you are concerned mm-hmm. about corona, even if you are, but you shouldn't be, but even right. if you are, then I can tell you what to take to help yourself. Just take elderberry, 1,000 milligrams, three times a day. Mm -hmm. will help with any virus. What's that again? Um, Repeat that again. Oh, it's called elderberry. A lot of people have heard of it. Um, And you would just take, uh, I like a brand called Nature's Truth, because there is highly, highly concentrated. And it's 1,000 milligram capsules. And you take 1,000 milligrams three times a day. Do it 10 days on, 10 days off, rotate it. 10 days on, 10 days off, 10 days on, 10 days off. And, you know, I can't make any guarantees, but let's just say you probably will never get sick. Uh, It's not a virus of any kind. Okay. um, And if you feel yourself catching a virus, no matter what it is, elderberry, 1,000 milligrams three times a day, take it for 10 days, you'll feel better in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a hundred percent by the fourth day and, and significantly better in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep taking it for 10 days and then, and then go off of it and then start taking it again if you need it for 10 days and then go off of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it really, it's the best thing. It's very simple. It's very inexpensive. And, um, you know, it, 10 it, days it, it, on it and 10 days off. Well, yep. Okay. I got something I want to tell you. It's an old method. But my grandmother did to me when I was a little girl. I stayed with her one summer. And I got a little bit sick and uh, like a fever and all that stuff. She put me under a heating blanket and suffered and heated me out of that. And I and I had a drink of water. She stood by my side and made sure I had my fluids going in. And it cured me. 
And yes, to this day, I sweat it out. <laughs> I see something coming on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't afford this. So, and I had somebody that I knew that was getting that I was supposed to meet in a business. And she goes, oh God, I feel terrible. I'm so sick. And I said, get a heating blanket. She goes, yeah, <laughs> this is what I want you to do. And she did it. And she texted me. And I said, oh, I felt so good the next day. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what's even better than the heating blanket? What? Far infrared sauna. Oh my gosh, that's right. That's right. I noticed a lot of people getting that getting that in their home. I think it was yeah. Costco or somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I trust Costco. Oh, okay. okay, I didn't know. I'm sure they test for EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, but it's non-detectable or almost non-detectable. Okay. And test and they, they test the wood that it doesn't have uh, pesticides. So um you know, Clearlight, for example, is a really good brand. Um, Thera Sauna, T-H-E-R-A Sauna is a good brand. So that one's good. Clearlight is a good brand. Clearlight, by the way, just partnered with Jacuzzi. Um, mm. And so even if it says Jacuzzi on it, it's it's a Clearlight Sauna. And they, yeah, they test it, uh, EMFs and uh, and wood toxins. And it's, it's a really great one. I just found a great infrared sauna place here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to start doing it. Eventually, I'll buy one of my own. But I'm gonna start. Do, I'm gonna start doing it here, uh, my new space, and uh, and it's gonna be great. And I'm looking forward to it. So uh-huh. best detox you can do is a is a far infrared sauna. It's the best detox you can do. What about the ones that are that are at gyms? You know, you go into a sauna or sweat. So yeah. So there's basically there's two there's two different. Well, there's there's more than two different types. But at the gym, normally they're gonna have. Uh, either a wet sauna or a dry sauna, right? right or they're right. going to have one of each. Mm-hmm. So I would never recommend going in a wet sauna because what happens is when you sweat the water, it gets into the steam there and the steam goes right back into your pores. Not mm-hmm. all of it, because, <laughs> but yeah, but a lot of it does. Um, there's more that's going to come out than go in, but still you're going to have some going back in. Uh-huh. And um, and what that does is it constricts blood vessels and can actually cause your blood pressure to go up and can actually hurt the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the opposite of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So if anything, go in the dry sauna in your gym, not the not the um, not the steam sauna. Okay. Go into the dry sauna. And how long should I stay, sit in there? What do you depends, recommend? Depends on the temperature. It depends how hot it is. So um, the hotter it is, the better it is. Well, not necessarily, but it 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 depends on how long you stay in there as far as whether it's better or not. But because you don't want to overdo it, because you can burn your skin. Whereas a a infrared sauna, that's what I like about it, because it it heats you from the inside out, not from the outside in. Whereas a regular sauna heats you from the outside in, so it can actually burn your skin. And regular saunas are set a lot hotter than infrared saunas, so. You know, I would say for the typical dry sauna, it's probably at about 180 degrees and some, somewhere around there, 170, 180 degrees. Um, you definitely would not want to stay in more than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 15 minutes would be about the limit. And again, if, if they keep it, if they keep the temperature a little bit lower, you can stay a little longer than that. But um, it just depends on the on the temperature. But the average dry sauna about 170 degrees you would um probably not more than 15 minutes wow oh my gosh there's so much to talk about jason (laughs) 
you know, food and meat and all kinds of stuff, chicken, yep. you know, there's so much in there, vegetables and stuff like that. And, you know, I became a more growing my own stuff because I, it tastes better, it tastes good. And, mm -hmm. and, but we can talk about that another time. I would love to yeah. bring you back next month in April because that's when people start planting or, or yep. their stuff is coming up with that they planted in the fall, you know, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that we can start talking about and um, especially tomatoes and things like that. But mm -hmm. I want to talk about the fertilizer, the dirt. So mm -hmm. that's another, we can talk about that for another half hour. So, yeah. but anyway, I would love to bring you back. And I also want to thank you so much for coming on my show. And you, uh, yeah, I've known you for a couple years and it was an honor to meet you here in Utah. And I know you're in Nevada now. Is it Nevada, right? I'm actually in Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, I, was in, I was in Arizona, and I'm in Arizona. Um, I'm in one of the smaller, I'll just say I'm in one of the smaller cities in Arizona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but that's it's, okay. It's really, it's really great. Um, I highly recommend anybody that can, like, monopolize, I guess. If, I mean, I have my own business, so it's not, it doesn't affect me. But it, uh, job, I, I, if you can do it job-wise, Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jason, for coming on. And if you want more information on him, he will be on my the profile on the Kathy Lee Parker Show.com. So yep. real, I will have all your I'll have all your information there, Jason. All website, everything, your phone number, awesome. everything. Sounds good to me. Okay, well Perfect. thank you so much. And we will bring him back in April. And thank you again, Jason. Thank you, Kathy. You're it. welcome. Thank you. Okay. I'd like to thank everybody for listening in. Until then, go to thekathyleeparkershow.com. And if you have any questions, you're welcome to email me, kathyleeparker at live.com. Thank you so much for listening in.